0: i think and welcome aboard the battleship retention (laughs) i'm david Bax. tyler smith is on assignment uh joining me today as co-host before we uh uh uh, normally when it's a guest i wait till after the ad read to introduce the guest but when tyler's not here the guest gets bumped up into co-host position and gets introduced before the ad read this is uh not set in stone. I just have rules. I'm, you know, maybe maybe a little bit close to being OCD a little bit, and I have very strict rules for how everything is done. So, uh, joining me as guest is a longtime friend of the show, and I think has probably been on more Comic Con wrap up episodes than any other guest. It's <laughs> Terrence Johnson. Terrence, welcome back like to I, the show.
1: I'm the if official Comic Con recap co-host. I like I like being bumped up. In title, um, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, this is temporary, <laughs> this is just for this episode. You don't get, yeah, co-host. That's okay, you know, yeah. Um, so, uh, well, um, before we get into Comic Con, just uh, how have you been? It's been, uh, I don't think you've been on this show since you and Aaron and I did the Comic Con at Home 2021 wrap up a year ago.
1: Oh, geez, is that right? Wow, I think it's been a year. Um, how am I? What a what a question. Um, <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a question, the journey I could take everybody on answer <laughs> that question, but right now I'm doing great.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, um, I guess before we go any further, I want to tell the listeners about tweaked audio.com tweaked is where you go for professional quality earbuds in a variety of stylish styles and colorful colors. They look great. They sound great. Uh, Tyler and I use them each and every day of our lives today I was using my tweetdario.com earbuds to listen to the new album by a uh power metal band out of Denver, Colorado called Celestial Wizard and the album is called Winds of the Cosmos and uh it fucking ruled it was really good it's a really good album um uh it's a bit I think uh heavier and more on the extreme side than the power metal like subgenre maybe suggests um but uh it sounded good at my tweaked audio.com earbuds they're available at a low low price at tweaked uh but if you use the offer code pretension at checkout you get one third off that low low price and no shipping charges so please go to tweaked and use the offer code pretension
1: okay it's time to commit Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
0: Okay, we're back and we're going to talk about San Diego Comic-Con 2022. The return to San Diego for for so many of us. Um, And so Terrence, let's just start. Before we get into any specifics of what we did, what... Was it like for you to be going back to San Diego? I mean, I don't know, I don't know. We both live in Los Angeles. You might have been to San Diego, <laughs> yeah, city uh multiple times, but um what was it like to go back to to Comic Con? What is it like to be thinking like, did you have any cause I have obviously some thoughts about this, like feelings leading up to going mm-hmm. to Comic Con? Like what what was going through your mind?
1: Um, I went for special edition in November. You did. So I oh, okay. I kind of already was back into it, and I went to WonderCon, and it's you know I was sort of I'm sort of back into it. This time I went half for work, half for fun. Um, okay. which is both of us have day jobs. You can just imagine.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: what that entailed. Um, but. It, it did it did take some kind of like getting used to like even going to special special edition i was like let me get the hard rock hotel it's the only time <laughs> oh, yeah? i'll be able to do that uh, the hard rock is not that nice um <laughs> sorry if you're trying to get hard rock sponsorship uh <laughs> no i love it but um yeah i mean it's still you like, know this- i
0: actually i i had um breakfast at mary jane's cafe at the hard rock cafe mm-hmm. uh, or the, at the hard rock hotel and i'll say it was the worst cup of coffee i had all con so let's just keep piling on the
1: hard yeah <laughs> it just i mean it's because it's so close and you're like oh that's where all the celebrities stay even though that's not um yeah you know so special edition sort of grease the wheel you know but what was
0: one- well, well first off um i you missed Thanksgiving then
1: or what? No, I had Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thanksgiving. Okay. I, my dad, it's funny. My dad came down for Thanksgiving and I was like, just so you know, I'm leaving tomorrow. <laughs> 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 well, he knew already, but it was sort of yeah. like, he came down and he left to go back up to the Bay. Um, you know, the same day I left to go to San Diego. So, but the thing about, the thing about it was just to take a special edition detour was that, you know, it's all, it also happened on black Friday. And I was like, I had to use that black Friday to get like necessary. I I was like, I need new pillows. (laughs) I need new towels and I need some new washcloths. So I had to get up at the crack of dawn, went to a Macy's in Mission Viejo So I could grab the towels and the pillows and then I had them with me the entire time I was in San Diego. (laughs) Um, Were you tempted to use your new pillows in the Hard Rock uh, hotel room? uh, No, the pillows are pretty comfortable there. The washcloth. I definitely thought about getting the (laughs) washcloths, but yeah, so that's, I mean, but this, when you think about Comic-Con, you know, it's like going back now it's like, okay, am I prepared mentally to be amongst 130,000 people? Because you
0: know. I think the the special edition, which was Thanksgiving weekend, the big difference between special edition, I mean, fewer people, but the the big difference for me between what would have been special edition and what uh, uh, this time is, is Omicron. Like Omicron was only starting to be talked about as yeah. a, like a, a variant. Like I, this is what I was teasing at the, earlier is uh, like when I was like packing for Comic-Con like that Tuesday night, I was like, I love Comic Con. I'm so excited. I'm doing this, and then equal parts like, what the fuck am I thinking? <laughs> like, yeah. why am I going to go put myself in a room uh, in in multiple rooms with uh, yeah, 130,000. Oh, Although and I think attendance dish. was probably a little bit attendance was probably a little bit lower this year, but usually yeah. 130,000 sweaty people. Um, but I, I mean, it's been I've been I've been home four days and I'm not sick, so I guess I. Yeah, uh, it's. I
1: guess I did you know. I was to that i'm very happy that they stuck to all of y'all are gonna wear a mask and you need to we you know COVID tests either or you're vaccinated i hope that they continue to stick to that um at least the conventions that they do it's very heartening to see because well, yeah. it's like you just can't you just can't control what other people in other states are doing you can only control the environment and it's like let's not you know be crazy but yeah that's definitely a thought it's like you know comic-con is a not known for hygiene <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah. i've definitely heard the term
0: con crud uh thrown around oh my gosh uh, <laughs> but um yeah i uh i'm also very glad and i was also very surprised given <laughs> look i love comic-con mm-hmm. but people who have heard me talk about comic-con before have heard me complain about how chaotic and and misinformed it when the the volunteers and security people are yes con and so knowing that I was like okay they're saying there's a mask everyone has to wear a mask indoors at all times we'll see and I was surprised it was probably like 95% of people were wearing masks all at all times um yeah uh, i was i I expected to see um, uh, a, a lot more defiant uh faces. I did see a guy just proudly just walking down the hall by ballroom twenty with no mask on, and who his. Sh- I don't know if this is a coincidence, but his shirt said, "Do I look like I give a fuck?" That's what would said on his shirt, and I was like, "Is this guy just like begging someone to like
1: tell him to put his mask on?" They had a pretty severe. They were like, "You either will wear this thing or we'll put you out." Um. Style message, uh, so it's interesting. I mean, you know, every every people in everyday life be doing that raggedy mess. So I'm not uh-huh. surprised it happened at Comic Con. But it, uh, yeah, I you know, I just am heartened. I was heartened to see, you know, other than people eating or or drinking,
0: yeah. Which I went outside to do. Like if I was going to eat mm-hmm. something, I would go outside to take my mask. I was very careful, and I also wore. Cause I in, you know, my, my job, I'm in the office two days a week. I'm used to being indoors with a mask on, but I normally wear like a surgical mask type of thing, but I got like a, um, uh, some good, like N95s that have mm-hmm. like a double strap that like, so I felt <laughs> when I was in the convention, I felt more protected because i had this heavy-duty mask but i also was very aware of the mask all the time so i I will tell you right now before we get into panels i went to far fewer panels this year than i normally do because Mm -hmm, i was like yeah because i was like let me just walk around and look at like the activations let me go go Mm -hmm. get on the fucking like pirate boat that's a bar we'll get to that later like let me do stuff let me do stuff that's outside yeah uh so i b- because i'm very aware of of the mask so hopefully i don't know but maybe by, hopefully by next year the numbers will be such that we either won't be concerned with wearing masks or i'll feel more comfortable just throwing on the 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 mask that i can wear all day and forget about
1: i'm i'm team keep the mask on just to use a quote from uh, a valentina from drag race i'd like to keep it on please um <laughs>
0: But how did it, how did it, inter- I mean, I know, but what, how, what did you cosplay as and, and did the mask uh, get in the way?
1: So the only time it got, in, it got in the way with one costume. So the first costume I did was sort of my like demon prince, witch king outfit, um, which I took to the loge masquerade, Labyrinth of Jareth masquerade here. And I've worn a couple times and that one is just like, the coat is the selling point. Like, I, I don't, I don't care about in my costumes. It was no. like, I was Steve from stranger things on Saturday. Yeah. And then I dressed up as Aaron deer from the new Lord of the ring show, um, on Friday. And it was like, that was where the mascot in my way because I had elf ears. Oh, right. <laughs> so it was like, I was in line trying to get into hall H, but like also trying to carry a bow and a backpack and put on the mask and not have it knock off the ear. Cause I was like, I yeah. can't reapply these while I'm out here. So that was a bit of a struggle. Um, but other than that, no, I mean, I, I wear my mask everywhere, so I'm, I'm, I'm not bothered.
0: Yeah. I mean, I wear a mask everywhere indoors. I bring a mask with me every yeah. time I, I leave the house. Um, you got to cause you don't know where these people have been. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, we don't need to go on on any more yes. COVID tangents. Let's talk about <laughs> Comic-Con. Did you get there for preview night? What did you do for preview night?
1: I did get there for preview night. The sole thing I did was run into... I I got conveniently misdirected upon getting to the convention center. Okay. So they like let me in with my press pass, and I saw there was a line that was forming in front of the doors. And I was like, okay, well, let me get in the line. Um, that probably was not the correct line for me to be in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I probably got in there way earlier than everybody else, but I like booked it to the Marvel booth. And that I think is the only time I've ever bought something from the Marvel booth at a convention. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, What'd you get? Something good. I got a spirit. I got a spirit shirt. Uh, that says Marvel in gigantic red letters on the back. um and that was what i really cared about (laughs) so that's what i saw at preview night and i I did i did i looked around the convention floor for a bit but i was kind of like okay i got i got the thing that i wanted so
0: yeah same i I walked on the floor for for a bit i got um i went to the paramount plus booth and got my uh nephew a beavis and butthead shirt um and uh yeah and that was it i just went and like had some dinner and uh went back to the the hotel and because my my wife came down to comic-con with me but was not she came down to san Diego with me she was not going to the convention so like she'd come and meet up at night or in this case we just went back and hung out in the in the hotel room um so then i guess let's get to thursday um which is the uh uh the day i got up the sorry i thought you froze up for a second there no. um,
1: um
0: I got up the earliest on Thursday for a thing that was not in the convention center.
1: Um, interesting.
0: Yeah i i i went um, to what used to be the Gaslamp 15 movie theater where they used to like screen
1: movies during comedy. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: uh, and I guess
1: the, oh, the Horton be, in the Horton, uh, not the Horton. Oh, interesting. The Good Gaslamp
0: enough. 15. But both of those are closed now. Yeah. There, there were multiple like movie screenings during Comic Con Prey. There's like one theater uh, downtown San Diego now. Yeah, but they weren't like for the Prey or for the, uh, they did a screening of Barbarian, which is a yeah. big, like um, Fox War movie. They had a shuttle come pick people and take them out to Mission Valley. Cause yeah, like, I was no like, no I'm not doing in. that. <laughs> there's no theaters anymore, <laughs> uh, which is a shame. But this theater, I, I don't know if they're reopening it, but it's being, I was like, oh, there's an event here I RCP'd for it as press or whatever this this Thursday morning. I'll get to what it is. But I get there and I realize, oh, this place is being reopened (laughs) as a Mr. Tempo. Are you aware of Mr.
1: Tempo? I I have no idea what that is.
0: Okay. Mr. Tempo, I guess, is a series of like a chain of cantinas. But this is the dude who took over the pig and whistle in Hollywood. And then, which is a like... An historic place that has been there for like over 100 years or about 100 mm-hmm. years or whatever and then like without permits or anything just sort of like tearing it apart and <sighs> then when he was called out on it he made videos of himself tearing stuff apart and like mocking preservationists and mocking people who were like upset that he wow. was like tearing apart this 100 year old like stairwells and bars and 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 stuff like that so i was like oh fuck this douchebag is like taking over the the ga- i don't know if the gas lamp theater has to say i don't know what the history of that building is but um but that's so but it wasn't really a mr tempo event it was um the gas lamp theater has its own version of like the um uh, Chinese theater, like footprints and and mm-hmm. handprints and stuff like that, and so there was a William Shatner handprint ceremony oh, and early. yeah, I heard about that, yeah, yeah, bright and early um and it was uh uh here's what I'll say: the lobby of <laughs> a movie theater is not an auditorium, it is not built no to <laughs> for for people to gather in a crowd and listen to someone talk. It was very difficult to understand what was being said, it was so echoey uh in in there but um um leonard moulton uh introduced uh william shatner which is i just at tcm fest earlier this year i saw leonard moulton get award get an award he was presented an award by warren Beatty. here Mm -hmm. we are turning around and leonard moulton i guess is Passing on the favor, presenting an award yeah. <laughs> uh, to, to William Shatner. So he talked about, William I think he talked about doing radio. I think I, like I said, it was hard to, 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 to hear what was being said, but I got a lot of pictures of, of William Shatner being William Shatnery, um, including, and I love that. I've always said, if I were a big famous celebrity, the one douchey big famous celebrity thing that I would let myself do is sunglasses indoors i would wear sunglasses all the time and william shatner was wearing his sunglasses indoors <laughs> he looked cool i would love to do that i don't I, I don't think i'm cool enough to get away with it i wear my sunglasses in the grocery store sometimes that's mm-hmm. as far as i'll go um but uh uh yeah so he, he 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 signed his thing in the or he actually like i'd never i'd never been to any sort of handprint like ceremony or yeah. anything like that like he signed his name in the concrete and then did handprints. But the first time he sent his name, he like wasn't happy with it. And like, they, I came up with like the trowel or whatever and like smoothed over the cement and let him like uh, redo, it. Uh, redo it. But yeah, then yeah. So they, uh, um, so I, that was how I started off my day. How did you start off your Thursday?
1: Um, I started off my Thursday. My first it was sort of, I think I walked around the convention center a bit more to t- try and take okay. it in taking the yeah. splendor. And then my first panel was, uh, I attended two panels on this day and then I got caught up in work. But the first one was the, and what is this? The musical anatomy of a superhero.
0: Okay. This is a, a, a standby. This is something that they do every year, right?
1: Yeah. Eighth annual. Wow. Um, they made it a point to be like, you guys asked us in 2019 why there weren't more women on the panel and now we've got more women on the panel.
0: <laughs> How many more? Do they have, um,
1: oh, they well. have one more? <laughs> okay. For a grand total of three. But I think it was even. Or, or like, Michael Giacchino was the host, so I think he might have thrown okay. it off for four to three. But um, there was parody, at least amongst the panelists. Yeah. Um, and so it was uh, a very interesting chat i i love the, honestly if i could go to comic-con and just attend nothing but behind the scenes people below the line people panels mm-hmm. that would make the con for me they're always great a lot of these composers were working on marvel and dc projects naturally um so it was like you know people trying to get little tiny scoops here and there about the projects they're working on or just like talking to them about what it's like to work on these sort of big things or like how their jobs have changed since the pandemic. It was really interesting. Um, yeah, I was definitely like, what, what, what little tidbits are we going to get Yeah, here? You know, um, see, so yeah, it was fun.
0: Well, uh, next up for me, and I hesitated to go, uh, we haven't talked about one of the big stories in the beginning of comic con, <laughs> which is that, okay for people uh people who are listening who don't know most of the panels are the convention center but as uh ryan gallagher and i talked about a few weeks ago we did our preview over the years they've spread out to other buildings Mm -hmm. the first one they ever spread out to uh over a decade ago i think maybe about a decade ago at this point um is the hilton Bayfront, uh
1: the the hotel um just which is where my first panel was by
0: the way okay just to the uh i think just to the east i can't remember it doesn't matter not important um but when's the morning of preview night the workers of the hotel bayfront of the of the of the hilton bayfront went on strike yeah and so i was debating like i was like okay you know they're striking the hotel not comic-con like can i go to a panel as long as i just make sure not to like buy anything that like mm-hmm. not spend any money. Can I go to a panel? But I was like, but then I'm still technically like crossing the picket line, which I don't like. Um, all of this ended up being moot Thursday morning when they, uh, the, the understandably probably panicked, uh, management yeah. of the Hilton Bay front, uh, signed a tentative deal that, that, that at least in the short term met their offers and they all went back to work. And I was like, okay, I can, uh, I yeah. can go to the Indigo, the Indigo Ballroom at the Hilton Bayfront uh, <laughs> uh, with a clear conscience. So I walked. Uh, I walked and I went to the Abbott Elementary panel, which mm-hmm. was a panel conducted virtually. All, we were all in the Bayfront, but they're shooting season two, and they didn't bring them down. Uh, they did it all virtually, which is okay because they made that clear beforehand. I don't know if you've.
1: Oh, I was gonna. Ask, with... I was gonna. I, I was gonna ask you how you felt about being virtual. There was no, some. It, there were some panels at the special edition that were virtual. And I was like, what is this? So I totally understand why those people who showed up for cop agenda, Nathan Fillion edition and cop agenda, uh, <laughs> Ethan Nash version, uh, or otherwise known as the rookie and the rookie, the feds yeah. or whatever they're called. But uh,
0: those were the ones, the rookie and the rookie feds are the ones that piss people off because they didn't announce be- yeah. beforehand. They're just, everyone just shows up and then it's like, Hey, we've got Nathan Fillion via zoom or whatever. Um, yeah so uh no i knew beforehand and it's still like it's not like you're watching a pre-recorded thing it is live there was a moderator there in person Mm -hmm. um asking asking questions and and the cast was all uh live the cast and um two of the executive producers in addition to quinta brunson but uh um, the entire cast including um i I don't know if this was already announced before comic-con or or not but um you, did you watch? Have you watched Al- Abbott Ab- Elementary?
1: I've seen some of it, yeah.
0: Okay, so they—I've um, already forgotten his name, but the guy who plays the janitor is being upped to series regular for season two. Oh, so he was there, which everyone was excited about. They did. This has since been announced, but um, I love—you know—one of the things I love about Comic Con is like stuff leaking out early because a cast member like forgot they weren't supposed to say yeah. um, uh, anything. So the the first season of Abbott Elementary was, I think uh thirteen episodes. Um they're going to a full twenty two episode schedule this season. Oof. And we found we that's since been announced officially, but we found that out uh accidentally <laughs> while watching the the panel. And it was uh it wasn't Quinta Brunson um who who let that slip. It was um, Cheryl uh what's her name Shirley Cheryl Ralph. Cheryl Ralph is the one who 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 let that slip. Because Quinta Brunson uh, is like sh- she's clearly like locked down like every question she got you could see her like pause like what do i want people to know what am i uh-huh. allowed to say like she was like you can kind of see how she's become a successful like showrunner so quickly she's like clearly a very like smart and confident and like a very thoughtful yeah. uh, uh person and um i i really i really enjoyed uh enjoyed that 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 part of it um
1: did they say did they talk about the emmy nominations at all
0: uh they that did was talk about it. yeah he yeah. was nominated for emmys yeah um but they you know they also asked to like um you know the I, I wish i had more uh i mean i say i had more twitter exists if they had said anything <laughs> big you would have known it but yeah. uh, but um you know they asked about like guest stars in season 2 and and and, uh, you know, Quinter Brunson was kind of like, yes, we're not saying who, but also made a point that like, and I think this speaks to why the show is so good. Uh, a point of saying like, we would never like come up with a guest star and then write a role for them. We write the characters and then yeah, find the cast, like cast someone who, who fits it. And, and if you get a fun guest star out of that, then, then that's, then that's great. But um, um, but yeah, they did say um, there'll be at least one major celebrity, and then the moderator asked, "Is this a Philly celebrity? Because the show takes place in Philly. Is this yeah. a Philly celebrity or a national celebrity?" And Quinta Brunson kind of laughed and was like, "I've already said too much. So I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll Questlove. Maybe
1: was we'll elementary <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, I would love that. Honestly, yeah."
0: Um, I don't know. Probably, maybe she's talking about David Boreanaz. Uh, Is <laughs> only he other, only, yeah. i other Philly guy I can think of uh, besides quest level. <laughs> um, so that was, uh, that was my, my first panel panel of all. Yeah. Only two. Mm-hmm. What, what would you see next?
1: Um, the next and sort of final panel that I went to, I went to a signing after this, but like the panel I went to was the, uh, the cosplaying film and TV characters behind the scenes. With the industry people panel, uh, it's not industry people. It's not what the title is. That's just yeah. what I've been calling it. Um, and as people know, I cosplay. So uh, and they had the costume designer from Star Trek: Strange New Worlds and Moon Knight there. So I was like, okay, I have to go to this. I want. I want to know. Um, what the people are talking about. It was really cool to hear them you know, talk about their craft and like the way they do details and then sort of bring it into like what cosplayers do or like tips for those, you know, the makeup artist, you know, from Teen Wolf was like, you know, sometimes when she designs makeup for certain characters, like she designs it in a certain way. And it's like great to go on the show floor and see that people have recreated that makeup because when she put the thought into it, like she did it from a character perspective, but she wanted a distinct look. Um, she also did the the makeup for minks. Um, so that was really cool. Um, and then there were like six Moon Knight cosplayers in the room <laughs> as the, the costume designer from Moon Knight was talking about all of the things she did. And, and there's like a secret message on the back of the collar of that final scene of the show of uh, Oscar Isaac's character that she like wove in there it, it was it was really interesting to see all like the little tidbits or like how they go about their jobs um uh it's, especially for cosplay for star trek strange New worlds i was like that like you think of it as like a really she has like a really narrow window mm-hmm. to work with right because this show is a prequel to the original series which means like she can't be she can't do crazy things with costumes like star trek discovery um Mm. you know the the uniforms have to eventually like look like they will eventually end up where they do um but she spoke about you know new alien races that are in the show that's where she really gets to like go all out and she like pitches to the whole executive producer team over there and how she figures it out so that was that was really cool to hear um them talk about that do you do you watch Strange New Worlds? I love Strange New Worlds.
0: Okay, I I'm I I don't know that much about Star Trek outside of like the six original cast movies, but answer me: Why does the one alien on Strange New Worlds have such a bad haircut? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Are you talking about
1: Hammer. I don't know. He's Is like he on white, the ship. White yeah, hair. Hammer. Yeah. yeah.
0: Why do they give him such a dorky haircut? Every like everybody, a cool looking alien,
1: but yeah. I mean, isn't that the, isn't that the star Trek? I mean, look at Spock. Yeah, that's true. But I guess he, Why?
0: I, I came along after Spock's hair was already kind of iconic. So, yeah. Uh, so I guess I get it, but um, uh,
1: <laughs> the, yeah, his hair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's not responsible for that. She's just responsible for the clothes. <laughs>
0: uh, all right. So next, and I'm actually going to throw, I, I, I forgot to mention, because I, when I went to Abbott Elementary, I was I went early and I sat through the panel before, which I like to at least mention when I get like uh, mm-hmm. see a panel I had no intention of seeing. I went to the panel for the Audible podcast Moriarty.
1: Um, oh, I saw I saw like a a a poster for it. I did not register yeah, they, who was playing. Oh, okay, who.
0: well they had a um, there was a lot of stuff because they were like some of the trolleys had it, uh, yeah. uh, like but also Audible had a whole they turned part of the gas lamp into a beach like i guess like the idea of like beach reeds but there's there literally like a a beach you could find they had like charging stations and stuff like that uh, and there were there were posters for moriarty there but it's basically it's a sherlock holmes story from the point of view of moriarty moriarty is voiced by dominic monaghan and um sherlock holmes is voiced by phil lamar and that's who uh was on the panel so interesting, I saw that, but that wasn't what I'm going to talk about. What I'm going to talk about <laughs> the next panel I went to, uh, which I was very excited before I went to um the the Beavis and Butthead panel because I'm a, a a big fan of of Beavis and Butthead. Although I haven't watched Beavis and Butthead do the universe, but they, it was just just Mike Judge and then Paul Shear was, I guess the I would say moderator, but you can't moderate one person, so I guess the yeah. interviewer, whatever. But it was just Paul Shear and and Mike Judge. Um, and they it was a, just a great like I, I i love when you know so so often the panels are just like commercials for the thing you know yeah. um but this has such a history and paul Shearer is so clearly a fan that they did get into like um uh the the history and like making the original show and like how like um how, just how many i mean like they, their first like they weren't even ordered in seasons but the first batch of beavis and buttheads they did was like 75 episodes oh my gosh <laughs> it's insane um and like uh so mike judge was talking about like you know things he barely remembers like uh um from that but uh they also showed a number of clips from the new streaming series of beavis and butthead and uh i think we. i don't know if you were a Silicon Valley fan or anything else like that but like Mike Judge is still very funny and these mm-hmm. clips felt like very funny um uh, uh we, we saw a lot of it was very Beavis, more Beavis centric than Budhead centric uh, but they also showed again I, Terrence I don't know how familiar you are with the original show they would have stories but they would also have just like mystery science theater type things with Beavis somebody would be watching music videos and commenting on them Mm-hmm. So they've kept that and they still have music videos, but then they also have Beavis and Butthead watching like TikToks and stuff like that. Oh god. <laughs> so they're like it's very they're just like uh 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 watching a TikTok that's like how to how to give people prison tattoos, like how they make prison, like make ink and stuff in, in, in prison. And so Beavis and Butthead obviously have things to say about that. Uh it was great. It made me very excited for, for the show. The panel itself was very fun. Uh, and and funny Mike Judge still a funny guy, um, and I guess he also um, teased that you know through Paramount Plus um, there might be more Daria and there might be more King of the
1: Hill coming. I'm I'm always here for more Daria. Yeah. Um. I'm yeah. I I, I think I have outgrown Beavis ButtHead. <laughs> That, I, and, and I don't say
0: that it shapes you. <laughs> I, to, I think I find it funnier than I did when I was younger. Because I, because I think I realized that it's smarter than it seemed.
1: Yes, I yeah. can see that. I just, you know, my, I have I have a cold, dead heart, so <laughs> I don't watch a lot of comedy to begin with. <laughs> oh, okay,
0: okay. <laughs> um, quick tangent. Speaking of Daria, have you seen the new documentary, My Old School? I have not. Oh, okay.
1: Well it's uh with Alan Cumming.
0: Alan Cumming, yeah. It's yeah, but the, the the director made a documentary about something that happened when he was in high school in Scotland in the nineties, and the subject re- gave an interview but refused to appear on screen. So Alan Cumming like plays the subject, even though we're hearing his voice, whatever. Uh but then they also animate um the stuff and because it takes place in the 90s it is animated in the style of daria it looks like a daria episode uh anyway uh good movie i liked it um yeah do you have anything else on thursday
1: um i went to a signing okay uh victor kenny who wrote a comic called strange lore uh it was a web comic that i read on a whim once upon a time and he was at the prism comics booth signing and i was like oh let me go it's about uh supernatural creatures uh a a human who falls in love with a supernatural creature um and that's all else i don't want to spoil it's 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 really i love juice it was juicy and it was a mess uh i remember (laughs) reading it and i was like okay let me you know i this con i was like let me try and so, show some love to the black people to the queer authors that are there. So I, if there was like a signing or like somebody had like a book, I, I tried to go and get a couple. Yeah. This round. Cause you know, just for them making the effort. Um, and so, yeah, that was, it was pretty cool to get to meet him and talk to him about the kind he gave me some scoop about the next book that he's doing uh and so that was a that was a really nice chat.
0: Uh yeah that uh, that evening my wife and I uh met up with uh and, and bounced around doing drinks and food at a couple of different places with a uh, couple friends of the show Jake Thomas who was a former former editor at Marvel now a senior editor at Humanoids and uh a uh, long-time friend of the show Matt uh Matt Patterson. We hung mm. out and got drinks and that's what we did Thursday night. So let's move on to friday right mm-hmm. yes um what did i do i didn't do much in the morning on friday i i kind of <laughs> w- walked around um the the gas lamp i went and kind of looked at um i i didn't do the dungeons and dragons activation and i'm torn on oh, whether or not
1: a, i should have i had a ticket and i wanted to do it it just was at a time i could not because i people i heard, said it was nice people said it was fun
0: and like the. Um, line moved fast. So like, even if you didn't have a reservation, they were like, no one was waiting more than like half an hour, which is cool. Um, <laughs> but also I knew that like, there was like a, you got a free drink, which is cool, but also it was like indoors. And because I was being so strict about yeah. that, like, even when I ate, uh, in the gas lamp, I only ate outdoors or went to outdoor bars the entire mm-hmm. time. Like it was very strict the entire time. And so I decided against going to the Dungeons and Dragons thing. So I just kind of, I walked around, I looked at it, I looked at a few things. Um, So my first actual panel of the day was uh, not until the afternoon. And it was the, uh, it was my first time in ballroom 20, uh, Mm-hmm. years uh, it was for paper girls amazon's paper girls mm. uh, based on the brian k vaughn comic book that i uh, was a big fan of uh friday you'll see is a very big paper girl i did a lot i did multiple paper girls related things on on, on this day <laughs> uh but the first thing i did that i hadn't done for a while is wait in the ballroom 20 line mm-hmm. i've forgotten the most miserable thing this is a very like super like granular specific like yes uh uh, complaint that will only be like uh uh, relatable to other people who have been to to multiple comic cons the thing about the ballroom 20 line as much as the convention center is air conditioned when you're waiting Mm -hmm. in the ballroom 20 line you were next to a big Big window and you were under a canopy of windows so it gets so fucking stuffy like i was just like yeah mopping my forehead just like sweating just standing in line uh wait, waiting for for paper girls but then uh, uh I got in there in the um the the panel was uh, a lot of fun it was um moderated by event Nicole Brown um it had Brian Cave in um uh, other people on the panel uh, as far as the the cast it was um the four you know unknowns they're t- I don't know if you know Terrence, the story of paper girls but they're 12 year old girls so yeah, they're not like uh, known actors hopefully they will be If paper girls is a big success um and then nate cordry who was playing a role that it uh was originated for the series not a role from the um uh from the comic and then um adina porter who plays a role that is in, in in the comic uh and i was not familiar with adina porter i don't know if you know
1: oh i know who she is
0: okay um uh, yeah, I'm looking at her. It um, says she was on True Blood. I'm trying to remember who she was. She played
1: True Tara's Blood. mom. Oh, really? True Blood. She was also in American Horror Story. Um,
0: okay. Um, wow. Yeah, she's not that old to be playing Tara's mom,
1: right? Yeah. But that's not that's uh, not the point okay. of that part. The point of the part is that the mom is an alcoholic.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I do know who Adina Porter is. I guess I just didn't yeah. uh, recognize her. Um, she was uh, a delight on the panel. She had the most memorable answer because I bet Nicole Brown had these like stock answers. A lot of them were about the 80s and stuff because it takes yeah. place in the 80s. And obviously these, the main cast were all born, you know, in the 2000s. Oof. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um but uh she asked like what's something from now that you would miss if you actually traveled back to to the 80s and and so they you know talked about like these kids are talking about, like spotify and stuff like that and adida porter specifically called out the advancements made in sex toys in the years since the 80s and oh my she, gosh she, she would miss some of the uh more technologically advanced sex toys
1: <laughs> oh <my laughs> definitely gosh. the best answer yeah the panel
0: but um Uh, yeah they 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 showed a lot of 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 clips um and uh uh yeah definitely got me um excited for the show but uh yeah a lot of a lot of the what about nicole brown was saying and a lot of you you watch the twitter like reactions to the panel a lot of it was people like my age being Mm -hmm. like holy shit these girls are like so so young
1: yeah, when you, uh, when you it, hear somebody's birthday starts with a two, yeah. it, uh, it yeah. hurts a little.
0: <laughs> yeah, so uh, what was your first thing on, on Friday?
1: So my first and only panel okay. <laughs> on Friday was Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. So this, I actually waited in line the night before to get a wristband. I okay, wanted tell,
0: to tell me how that went. When did you get in line on Thursday?
1: I got when in did you line get on Thursday at like 5.30 because they said they would start handing them out at 7.15. So for people who have never been to a Comic-Con, for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, Thursday, Friday, programming, they start handing out wristbands at 7.15. For Saturday, they start at 9.15 on Friday. So, but people naturally have People line up, right? They and then they go in groups because you can one person can hold a spot for five people, which mm-hmm. I think is crazy. And I really wish Comic Con would do away with I also wish Comic Con would do away with the line altogether. I think we're in this new century. And we need to just be raffling off these seats. But that's neither here nor there. So but you
0: know, I mean that, that line is like some people's whole con identity. Like they, yeah, come, which they is, come
1: to Comic Con to get in that Saturday line. I think it is Bon- so a part that's part of waiting in line on th- on thursday for the friday panel so i got there and the li- i'm like walking i'm like okay this line is just it keeps going so it starts from the back of the convention center and they don't wrap it around that island anymore they just keep wrapping it down the block so it goes behind the convention center past the marriott marquee past seaport i got it around Se- I got in around seaport village So it's good. Yeah. It goes convention
0: center, Marriott Marquis, then the Hyatt grand, right. Then seaport village.
1: Yep. And then it it kept going. So I, but as I was walking through it, I was like, this is not 5,000 people. So I should be okay. Right. You could just look at at a a lot. You, you guess them. It's not everybody, but it's like, okay. You know, I've, I've, I've been to previous comic cons and tried to get into hall H on a Saturday. And it's like, if you end up on the basketball courts, you know, you're not. (laughs) <laughs> getting in, right? That just, just, but they don't go that way anymore. So I was like, okay, um, this was the one area that I um, thought was disorganized by Comic Con because it was like it was seven fifteen, and they hadn't started handing out any badges or any um, of the little bracelets to get in. It's like, okay, you said seven fifteen. And we have been in this line for, mm-hmm. you know, so it essentially it took me four hours to get my wristband. And I was in section B. So I was like, so they were moving through the line quick. Um, but it was just like, you said you'd start at 715 and I'm yeah. getting this wristband at 930 ten. Um, yeah. it's it but like this, I want I wanted to be in the room. This is the only time I would I would never try. For Saturday, and I think if if Comic Con were smart, they would start spreading out these panels a little more, or they would put certain panels like they need to put Marvel Saturday morning. I don't care what Disney and Comic Con needs to come to it because that's the thing that people are waiting in line all that time for, Mm -hmm. and so it's like you know, I would have loved to gone to see Star Trek, but I was like, I'm not. There were people in line on thursday while i was in line for friday trying to game the system to get in line that night to line up for saturday
0: yeah 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 you're not supposed to do that but like as we've said before that comic-con security aren't aren't always on the same page as one that was the
1: thing there was there were some people who got mad that were like oh you said the line starts at 2 a.m on friday and there were people in it at 11 it's like all y'all are crazy <laughs> um so yeah that was my line experience so I, and i don't i don't i don't want to do that again unless it's something that i really want to go like if star trek had been on thursday would i might have thought about getting in line on wednesday um but the lord of the rings panel was really cool um they had like a part where they like I think DC might have done this, but you know where they like drape the whole room in yeah. screens. Yeah. And so they had like this really cool, like a banner and like the screens just kept going. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, how much more of this room is going to be like enveloped by these screens. And so it was like, you know, they brought every, nearly every major cast member from the show and the showrunners, and another executive producer and Stephen Colbert hosted it. So it was kind of like a, you know, you get the ultimate fan to host and they had like the character posters on the wall and they showed some scenes from the show and the actors were a lot of fun. Um And I was there in costume. So it was kind of like, Oh, this is like a fun, you know, thing. It was worth it. Be- only because I waited like for, if I had been there all night, n- there's nothing worth all night, Yeah, you know? Um, But it was pretty cool to be back in hall H. I don't, Know if I'll be back again <laughs> anytime soon?
0: Yeah, I mean the uh, I Battleship retention is not a big enough deal to get me a panel pass from the, the publicists. Oh for, yeah, for Warner Brothers, I, or, or I'm, not, I'm not there yet. You bet. If I ever get there, that's what will get me back
1: to yeah
0: to, to Hall H is a panel it pass. Just, I, I can't.
1: Yeah, you know it's tough. Like there are there are certain things about Hall H, and I like when the studios actually lean into this. I'm thinking like star Wars when they brought out everybody. Right. And it's like, you might see the trailer, but like the point of getting in the hall age was just to be in there. And then they took every, and then they took everybody from Kevin Smith's panel and took them to a concert. (laughs) Oh, I remember, I remember seeing that. Yeah, that was right. Yes. That's the force awakens panel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, things like that, you know, the bringing your entire nearly your entire cast is really cool, you know, um, and show some footage that you're not going to put online. It's yes. a b- basic part of it. Uh, but, you know, and it was a cool experience, but, you know, I don't need to be in line forever. I want to go to the convention. Yeah. <laughs> so And and waiting in line for panels. Uh, waiting in line for panels is enough. Waiting in line overnight for Hollywood. Like, I love that they were, that they've instituted that come back at seven 30. Like you get the wristband and you come back by seven 30 and you can just, you're guaranteed a seat just not in the yeah. section. That is like a blessing. Yeah. Cause you want to go to the convention, but yeah, it was, it was a fun panel, uh, really cool stuff. I'm very excited for the show.
0: All right, so my next panel, uh, I guess I'll technically talk about two because, again, I showed up early and I sat through a panel <laughs> that I had no uh, intention of, of seeing. Um, and this was a really interesting one. It was called So You Want to Be a Comic Book Retailer. And it was basically all different um, comic book store owners from um, all over the country. Um, well, I guess really all over the West Coast and Southwest. But um, uh, talking about their experience of... Um, owning a comic book store and their experience of uh, owning a comic book store during the pandemic, which was a, a lot of the talk. Um, the one thing it really took, I took away, cause I've thought about this before, not about, not that I've ever ever wanted to open a comic book store, but I've, I've secretly like a part of me has wanted to open a bar at some point, but I realized that's because I like bars. Yes. Operating a bar isn't the same as hanging out at a bar, Mm -hmm. you know, and that was something they said, like, um, uh, before you like start selling people comic books, ask yourself, do you like selling comic books or you you just want like a collection that people can come hang out in? because you're not going to make any (laughs) money if you do, if you do that. So I feel like that was a good, a good piece of advice um but anyway that wasn't the the panel i was there to see what i was there to see is a a panel that's become my favorite over the past uh few comic cons it's called you're wrong leonard malton uh and uh (laughs) it's uh basically just leonard malton and um his daughter jesse malton um and uh people line up and they say how could you have given this movie uh a a better you, you know um and it's a it's an odd like mix. I feel like I feel like I've been to enough of these that I know someone's gonna say The Princess Bride, because everyone loves the Princess Bride and Leonard Moulton didn't like the Princess Bride. Okay. But I also feel like like I love The Princess Bride too, but like I also feel like I've heard this asked before. But then like also weird movies that I've never heard of uh come up and, and Leonard Moulton is just it's kinda like <laughs> very different from this but in some ways it's kind of like when tyler and i on the patreon patreon.com slash battleship battleship pretension um when when we do like the mail like listener mailbag question it's like an hour long episode and we get through like three questions because (laughs) we like use it as a springboard and start talking and that's kind of like what's fun about leonard Malton, is he's been around so long and he loves movies so much that he just um uh goes off on these tangents and tells stories he told the story about like moderating uh or or co-interviewing um scorsese and de niro at the egyptian theater for us uh like um a screening of the irishman um mm. which is also like funny to me like you're gonna go to a three and a half hour movie and there's also A Q&A. <laughs> like who
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh that is, yeah. that is your
0: whole day that's as long as you waited for those uh that whole h wristband um
1: yeah that's um, just reminding me of when we went to the premiere of the irish and then the after
0: party. <laughs> i didn't i wasn't there did you uh where was that
1: uh tc uh china, uh, china it was premiering at the chinese but okay. we were in just the regular tcl
0: oh interesting yeah i did not i was to like
1: to when will this movie be
0: over? <laughs> I love so. the movie. I saw I saw it at the DGA, um, mm. uh, and I'm glad that I that I did and, and I made it the entire movie without taking a bathroom break, which is rare for me. I had to plan my whole day around it.
1: I I, um, I put in a bathroom break just because I was like I have to leave and come back and maybe I'll get some energy. Uh, and unfortunately, I did not. Um, it should be so like uh, you're wrong, David.
0: Uh, so yeah, that was the, that was the last, um, panel that I did that day. Um, then I went and had some drinks with Ryan Gallagher, friend of the show.
1: How much do you walk around the convention floor when you're at a con?
0: Uh, normally more than I would this time than I did this time. This time I was there basically on Wednesday and then a little bit on, on, on Saturday. Um, uh, because I was just trying to avoid the COVID thing. Normally I walk around a, a little bit, but even then not as much as I used to.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, cuz it's,
0: it's just a lot of people and stuff's expensive and um yeah I don't uh, not as much as I as I used to. I like walking yeah. around the the grounds and the gas lamp and like seeing um you know people watching uh it, it, outside of the the convention itself. Uh all right, what what's next for you on on Friday?
1: Uh it was it was definitely just walking around the convention. Okay. Center um it was an odd layout this year I, I, for people who don't go regularly like like Marvel split off their like where you buy stuff from the booth okay normally it's sort of right in the same place so it was it's in like an awkward spot it's like a directly across, but it's like the way I was like how you know this line is going to be like the way it it was and then Funko Funko, Bob Mondo, and I guess owns Loungefly. Right. Yeah. And so they were in like if you walk in the convention center, they were in the far left, back yeah. left in the back. Normally they're on the right side. So it was like it was just it was just we like the change. Yeah. For it, people it definitely, who
0: are used to it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it threw me yeah, off that's... because Yeah.
0: That Funko, because I did walk over to the Funko. Mm-hmm, I mean, it's, it feels hilarious to call it a booth because it's like, it felt like it was like an eighth of the entire convention floor. Yeah. It's like a, <laughs> a little town that was Funko Mondo and on, on yeah. Like they literally had like the ground. They had like a crosswalk
1: yeah.
0: painted on the ground. Like it was, uh, it was, it was big. Oh, that speaking of walking to the convention center, um,
1: no carpet this year. Brutal. Brutal on your, on your feet, right? And you don't, you don't realize it. Yeah. Until you get out and you've stopped and you're like, Why are my feet hurting this <laughs> that it's because yeah, it's because there's no carpet. Yeah, I don't know what, what the reason for, for that the was, rumor right? is that they were trying to save money, but I'm like, th- this can't be that much.
0: <laughs> was there a carpet at the special edition? Yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe they sank all their carpet yeah, it money just, in. It's
1: the convention center, like for people who haven't been, it's huge. It really is, yeah. You know, I think I I averaged walking six miles a day while I was at Comic Con. So, you know, to do that on cement, <laughs> yeah, yeah, is rough. Um, all
0: right. Well, the uh, I'll, I'll I'll do my last two things at once. which Was both evening things and both Paper Girls related? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I went to. The, uh, they, they had a screening of the, uh, first episode uh, on a, uh, terrace at the Grand Hyatt where they were like, I had a really delicious hot dog and some wine. And it was, uh, I don't know if you've been to one of these, um, uh, an outdoor outdoor screening where, um, there's headphones. So you're watching the thing and everyone's like sitting, but like, oh, that's interesting.
1: No, I haven't. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've been to, to, those. so, um, I mean, by the time you're hearing this, the, show's already premiered on, <laughs> on Amazon Prime, so I won't go into the the, the episode. You can watch it. Yeah. Uh, it's good. Um, uh, the showrunner, by the way, I'm forgetting his name. He was also on the panel, but he is the guy who was the showrunner for Halt and Catch Fire, which was a mm-hmm. pandemic catch-up show for me, which has become one of my favorite shows of the last 10 years, maybe. Uh, I don't know if you were a Halt and Catch Fire. It's uh, very good. Yeah, although it is like people laugh about like how often TV shows are like, you have to get through the first, however many, the, the first, the the first season in general, Halt and Catch Fire is like not great. It's clearly trying to be like Mad Men, but the eighties and computers instead of sixties and advertising. Like it's uh, trying to be that once it seasons two through four, once it becomes its own thing uh, it's honestly, I think I would use it as one of the best examples of what TV can do with storytelling Mm -hmm. that other Storytelling media can't do um really really great show so anyway uh he's the guy who's showwriting paper girls so that's great <clears throat> so yeah that was at the hyatt and then um paper girls along with uh nerdist threw a party uh across the street at the basically not in the omni hotel but like on the same the same grounds mm-hmm. the san diego wine and culinary center is what it's called um <laughs> okay so yeah more like free drinks lots of free food they had like past hors d'oeuvres but then they also because it's like an 80s movie they were also hanging out like nerds and dunkaroos and like oh, that's candy fine. from yeah from the time which is like i'm exactly you know i was a little kid i guess i was i was born in the early 80s so i was 12 in the 90s but still i was eat, certainly eating candy in the 80s and yeah. memories and so that was uh that was a fun time and they had, they had a little photo booth which is like the only time that i was uh I took my mask off for the photo booth and it was indoors. Um but they had I mean, they had like all the front doors open, so I was like, maybe this is but I was like my wife was there with me and she was like, You're you're being ridiculous. But I was yeah. like I was like, if I get COVID at Comic Con, it will be because of this Paper Girls party. <laughs> <'Cause laughs> yeah. it's The only time I took my mask off out or indoors at all. But yeah. um yeah, fun uh fun night. I spent. I, I I like when um, there's a day at comic-con that has a theme for me you know like yeah there there was um one day this is going all the way back to like 2010 maybe um the mighty boosh had like a panel and a signing and then a show that night that was outside the convention center that you had to pay extra for (laughs) and i just had like my wife and i had like an entire like well, she was my wife then. She was my girlfriend at the time. But um, an entire Mighty Boosh day. I like when I have a a, a themed day. So Friday was my Paper Girls. Day. Okay. Uh, let's. Uh, I'll, I'll. Saturday I don't have much. I didn't do any panels. I walked around the.
1: I have the, one thing for Saturday. Yeah, well, okay, so we're almost done here. Yeah. So I
0: walked on the. I walked on the floor, and then what did you? What, what, what was your first thing?
1: And then also t- uh, interview with the vampire panel. So I too waited in the ballroom 20 line yeah um was happy to see that it was i was actually like it was the only thing i wanted to see in in that time and like mythic quest was coming up later even though even though i like mythic quest i was like i I don't want to stay here i just want to see this thing um and i was like i hope i make it in and i was wondering i was like why am i sweating yeah, so much indoors in the AC, and you made it plain it's because yeah. you're right next to those freaking windows. Yeah, um, and then
0: uh, next to the windows, and then once you get closer to the front, you're also under that big canopy. That was the yes. that's the 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 boiling point. Really is right outside the front when you're, and that's
1: when they really wrap the. That's when they start snaking the line. Yeah, oh um, yeah. So
0: you're also packed more in. Yeah,
1: so yeah. Interview with the Vampire, AMC's new adaptation of the Anne Rice book. um It. For, pe- for people who watched Game of Thrones, Jacob and Ray Worm, Jacob Anderson is playing oh, okay. the Brad Pitt part. Uh, and they've got, I think Sam Reed is Australian and he's playing uh, Lestat. So Tom Cruise. Um, I was like, I wonder what this is gonna be, you know? Um, I love vampires. I love supernatural creatures. I love messy gays. um and the show has (laughs) the show they were like this is they said this was like the fiona if they had to compare the relationship to an album it's the fiona apple album relationship okay (laughs) so if you think of the music fiona apple has made that is the level of mess we're in for um and you know i i find myself the older i get the less beholden i am to like needing anything that I liked or read to be so exactly what it is in my mind. Mm. With the exception of Ron, with the exception of the adaptation of Serena with Bradley Cooper and Jennifer, I will never forgive them for that. Um, (laughs) But like, you know, having, having a a black man in the Brad Pitt part, I was intrigued because they showed a clip from the show where they've sort of used his race as like character and plot. So it's like woven into the fabric of the show. Um, And so I was happy to see that. But, you know, some people are mad. They'd be mad about everything, but some people are mad. And I was like, it looks like an interview with a vampire to me. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but yeah, the panel was fun. They brought the production designer with them who got to talk about, she got her master's degree from Tulane University. Um, And so like this show is set in New Orleans at a particular in like a 20, 20 year window in the city. So she was like, she essentially got to recreate that 20 year window, um, for the show, which I was like, that is crazy to think about. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, it was fun. The cast is delightful. The showrunners said that they, I think they have some rights to her other books. So it's like this is telling the story, but Anne Rice sort of peppered the characters throughout her books. So they were like, if you if you hear a little Easter egg to this, we might potentially be able to use these other characters. Um. So that was that was the main panel I did, and then the only other thing I did was watch the Black Panther trailer.
0: <laughs> uh, well, then I'll, I guess I'll knock out the two things I. Mm -hmm. i I did other than walk around the floor i went to as teased earlier i got on a pirate ship it's not really a pirate ship it's it's a galleon Uh kind of ship that pirates used but um uh it was docked in the in the harbor and it was taken over by um new belgium brewery for their voodoo ranger line of Mm -hmm. ipas and it was there was no unlike the like Dungeons and Dragons Tavern there was no like reservation system or whatever. it was literally just like first come first serve I waited maybe forty five minutes in line, which is not that
1: uh that's yeah short yeah
0: and then I got on the the boat and like had a couple beers and you know new Belgium Voodoo ranger beers are are quite good. It was fun to be on the boat. they had a little thing where you could like they had little q r codes and you could play. Uh, video games on your phone that was like if you, <laughs> if you can picture like the voodoo ranger like skull like yeah if it's, like um he's like you know you're like uh trying to pick up hops and barley and stuff uh, is a fun little video game but like uh yeah hung out in there for a little bit it was also i'll say the cheapest beer i bought in san diego all weekend like i i understand that like inflation and stuff but, oh, like it's expensive food and drink was insane expensive i had I had a nineteen dollar breakfast burrito. <laughs> I know. Nineteen dollars for a breakfast burrito. Uh where did you where did you buy this? This was at Mary Jane's with the terrible coffee. The breakfast uh, burrito was actually pretty good, but
1: still I believe nineteen dollars. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh
0: yeah, so um yeah, so I I hung up there and then met up with my wife again and we went to another event, a rooftop event, um in an afternoon uh hangout um that national geographic was throwing uh for I to go to that so
1: bad for limitless it was very not it was limitless. very chill
0: yeah no it's it is called limitless, it is limitless, called limitless. Okay. with chris, chris hemsworth. hemsworth chris hemsworth did not show up i was like hoping he not. would please um
1: but but i was like he already okay, promoted his movie
0: maybe he's here for was he at in hall h I didn't even look no um yeah because his movie's already out so yeah uh he probably wasn't even there But I was like, maybe he's going to be there anyway. I've been wondering
1: about that show. They showed a trailer for that in like 2020. Oh, wow. And I'm like, how? Or like early 2020. It's been a long time. And I'm like, when is this show coming out? (laughs)
0: Yeah. But it was just another like rooftop uh, uh, hangout with like free drinks and past hors d'oeuvres. And I actually had. A buffet too but now that i had dinner planned so we just like chewed on some past hors d'oeuvres and uh, mm-hmm. and uh made friends and it was a great like final thing to do at the convention which is just sit like we got there early enough that we got like a shaded like lounge chair section <laughs> by the pool mm-hmm. just like which is very nice uh and just like yeah chilled and talked to people and and, and then went out to dinner with uh the yeah, aforementioned ryan gallagher i'm trying to th- I'm, I'm trying to mention any uh Friends of the show, we ran into. We ran, uh, went out for drinks and ran into front of the show, Jermaine Lucier. I think that's all okay. the friends of the show we ran into. Uh, and then that was Comic Con for. Uh, I mean, so Sunday we like walked on the gas lamp a little bit, um, had some tacos. We didn't go into the convention at all yeah, on Sunday, Sunday, which is I usually like, I usually don't go on Sunday.
1: So that was smart because. So I went to a panel because um, I, I also I, I received a gift from the gods. I had a Funko exclusive time slot. Okay. <laughs> but it was on Sunday. So, um I got there and they were like we're all sold out of this. But luckily the, they told me that there was something sold out, but it wasn't that I wanted. I got a little mini Kang, a little mini Jonathan Majors. Oh. Um but that was a whole I felt did I feel better than everybody? Uh-huh. Did I feel like I was, better? <laughs> yes, I absolutely yeah. did. Um but the convention center was packed on sunday i was like aren't y'all supposed to be leaving like yeah (laughs) it was insane it was way more people than any other day and i walked sort of the floor nearly every day of the convention way more people on sunday Um, which is crazy but i went to i went to the black and queer and popular media panel uh victor kearney who i bought the book from was the leader um and there were some other panelists and it was a fun and lively conversation they talked about tom swift which got canceled which i'm mad about um and first kill the show so it was it was really it was really interesting panel about like asking for representation versus creating it yourself or like what it means when you're in the position to create something and like how you should reflect that um so that was a really fun really fun and interesting end to the i was like okay let me i've i've had the you know this will be like the the meat of the convention i had i've had the dessert i've had, I've had the vegetables <laughs> now let me have something that's enriching um so yeah that was pretty good but yeah it was it was a very it wasn't chill work-wise but it was a very chill convention i don't think i've ever just been like oh if i go to a panel i'll go to a panel yeah. all the other conventions i'm like all right schedule down to the frickin' minute of where I'm going and, and what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, it was a nice return back to the full force of the event.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, I'm, I'm glad I, I'm glad I did it. I, um, I don't know, uh, how many people got sick since, uh, Comic-Con. Uh, um, yeah, but, uh, uh, I hope, I hope no one's seriously sick. I hope we're able to do it again next yeah. year. Well, um, Terrence, thank you for joining us to talk Comic-Con.
1: Oh yeah. You're welcome.
0: Thanks for co-hosting this episode. With
1: me. Yes. Always nice to, to co-host. Yeah. Once a year. <laughs> <laughs> well, um,
0: listeners, you can find, uh, um, uh, me at battleship pretension.com check out our comic-con preview episode if you haven't um see how many 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 things i mentioned that i didn't end up doing (laughs) um (laughs) uh that that's all at battleship pretension.com email me at david at battleship pretension.com email tyler at tyler at battleship pretension.com uh follow me on twitter at davy pretension also make make sure you check out my other podcast it's called the one where i met your mother and it's a podcast where my, my wife and i watch an episode of friends and an episode of how i met your mother every week and we Compare and in in contrast, uh, um, most recently we um, talked about we're we're on season three episode twelve. So we talked about the uh, the one with all the jealousy is the Friends episode where um, um, Ross is uh, Ross thinks Rachel's new coworker Mark is is trying to steal him away for for steal her away from him. Uh, and then the how many know that episode is called No Tomorrow, which is a St. Patrick's Day episode from their third season, which features. Uh, um, uh, Neil Patrick Harris in a green suit for the entire episode, so that's fun. Uh, um, that's the one where I met your mother. Check that out. Terrence, where can people find you on the internet?
1: You can find me at l e n o i r a u t e u r L-E-N-O-I-R-A-U-T-E-U-R.net uh, and at Terrence B. Johnson on Twitter and Instagram.
0: Well, thanks again for joining us. Yeah, it was fun. Terrence, We're co-hosting with me. Thank you at home for yes. listening and we'll catch you next time. Bye. You have to say bye if you're co-host.